Freedom, and welcome to another podcast of Iconic Freedom, The Formula. We are talking about setting standards for accountability and responsibility in this journey of personal development. Let each care for self, and all will be cared for. Okay, so we are here for another Sunday morning. Uh, This podcast, uh, this is part two of the um, podcast regarding emotions. So, you know, last week I talked about emotions and, you know, some aspects of the manipulations of emotions and, and really wanting to discuss that idea about that your, your emotions are about a functionality, right? The job is about functionality. It's not to live in your emotions. It's not to be stuck in your emotions, And, uh, you know, there is so much, I said this last week, there is so much virtue signaling about people saying, you know, oh, you know, feel with your heart, lead with your heart. Okay, that is the diseased part of the brain. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it, but that is the diseased part of the brain. Uh, That whenever you are hearing people say that, these are people that I guarantee I guarantee, no doubt, they are people that do not take accountability for their choices. They are not responsible, responsible to their choices, and they seek self-inflicted victimization. Listen, the easiest thing to do is to conform to society, right? Everybody starts talking about their feelings and their emotions, and no, What gets it done is not your feelings and your emotions, but action. Action, action, action. That's what gets things done. Um, When you're watching movies and everything, you know, if you just notice how manipulative people can be with their emotions by, you know, stating what their emotions are, you know, being in a conversation and having someone tell you their story. You know, especially if they're trying to tell you their story because they're late or they're not available. Or I was talking to a colleague this week, and one of the things that she said for her is that she's really trying to move to a place where she avoids having to give an explanation. That every time, you know, somebody wants her to go do something and she has to cancel or reschedule, she always feels like she has to give an excuse. And I'm encouraging you to stop doing that for your own health. (laughs) Just stop doing that. The thing about that is, is that it's not as though you owe anyone an explanation. I have many people in my life that if I were to say to them, uh, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it, they would just be, okay, we'll talk to you soon or we'll catch up later. That is not a problem. That is not a problem at all. Um, I have a friend that uh, I invite to breakfast, um, you know, uh, frequently. Well, I don't know how frequently, a couple times a year. And sometimes, you know, things don't work out. And she will maybe text me an hour before and say, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. No worries. We'll catch up another time. You don't need to give 
an explanation, an excuse. Your why is an opportunity to lie. Remember that? We talked about that before. The why is an opportunity to lie. There's no need to lie. There's no need to give an excuse. You don't owe anybody an explanation about what you want to do or not do in life. Be free. Have your own independence and your own liberty to make those decisions. So emotions are about your functionality. You know, as little kids, if I had a little kid, that's what I would teach my child is, you know, what are the emotions that you're having when you're interacting with little Susie in the sandbox or you're, you know, interacting with little Johnny on the monkey bars? What, what is your, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? And let them talk it out. So often what happens in society is that we just start pushing our own agenda on our children. And we start brainwashing them from early age about what they should feel, how they should feel, when they should feel. And we totally negate their own internal authority. And then what happens is is as they go through school and maybe they go through church or whatever other community things they get involved with, they're doing the same thing. They're always negating the individual's internal authority. And then basically credentialing themselves to say, outside of the individual, I'm the one who knows. It's like, no, you don't know. (laughs) You can't possibly know what's going on in someone else's head. And I guarantee you there are a lot of crazy people out there and you don't want to get in people's heads. So, you know, you talk to satisfaction. I say this to clients all the time. We talk to satisfaction. It's not a big deal. You know, they'll apologize. I'm sorry for asking so many questions. We talk to satisfaction. That's what we're doing so that everyone feels clear and clean about what we're doing. We don't need to be in our emotions all the time. Your emotions and you need to decide what each of those emotions means to you. I encourage you to explore it, to have those feelings, those little moments where you're like, huh, that was interesting. I wonder what that is. I mean, write it down if you need to. That's what I used to do. And it used to help me to understand, okay, when that happens, I kind of get a feeling. I get I, I get a sense of what this is about. I get that feeling. I'm understanding it. And then I look back at the what. What is going on in that particular experience and situation? The thing that is so great about life is that it keeps bringing us experiences. All the experiences live out there all the time. They're always happening. They're always available to you. There is no limit to the experiences that you can have. You're the one that decides I'm going to move toward something or I'm going to move away from it. And my choices tell me which direction I'm going in. So any experience that you want to have, if you want to clean up your emotions about any particular thing of, you know, feeling from the heart or, you know, getting angry all the time or constantly being enraged and those kinds of things, then start recognizing when you go into them. The thing about emotions are they're always about you. They are never about the other person. I guarantee this in life. This is just the natural law of it. That person, in a sense, is just playing a part in your psychodrama, (laughs) basically. And what's really remarkable about it is if you're able to shift your paradigm a little bit, you start to see every experience that you're having 
really and truly is a gift to you. It's another opportunity for you to look at something for yourself and decide, am I enjoying this or am I not enjoying this? Do I like what's going on or I don't like what's going on? Do I enjoy my interactions with this person or I do not? Does this experience, these people, do they enrich my life or does it just feel like a burden to me? And it doesn't have to be a hard and fast rule. You don't have to sit there and think to yourself that it's going to be this way every single time. In that moment is what you're making decision on. Now, I guarantee you there will be people that, you know, they'll get in a huff. You'll start to follow your own internal authority and they'll be weird about it. Ignore it. You know, that's my best advice. Over the years, I've had people when I worked, you know, at various jobs that I worked at, you know, they would be coming up to me and saying, you know, hey, we're all going to happy hour. That's nice. You guys have a good time. To the point where one time a girl said to my boss, you know, isn't, isn't Greg ever going to like go out with us? And she was just like, that's just not who he is. And they're right. That is not who I am. I don't, for me at work, I don't like to blur the lines between my work life and my personal life. And sometimes, you know what, that work life getting, you know, kind of mucked up, uh, it makes it difficult. Now, if those people had said, hey, let's all go to the bar here at this hotel where we all work, let's have some appetizers and a drink and just, you know, kind of blow off the rest of the week. You know, it's been great, blah, blah, blah. Great, I would have participated in that. But when we want to leave the property, we're going somewhere else, I'm not interested. That's not what I want to do. Um, it's better when, for me anyways, when I'm in the work environment and it is still in some ways, in many ways, work uh, developed, work oriented, work directed. Because those lines can get blurry and all of a sudden, you know, you've got somebody sitting in front of you that you have to write up and you can tell or there's conversation of, you know, oh man, but we went out today out there, you know, we all went dancing or, you know, we, we all, you know, got drunk or whatever those people do. Anyway, um, so you got to think about all of that. You have to decide, like we talked about a few weeks ago, what is your standard? What standard do you want to live by? Now, think about what standard do you want to live by regarding your emotions? And how do you want that to be useful in your life? You know, where do you want the functionality of your emotions? Do you want it to be something where you're flying off the handle, where you're getting overly emotional, you're not able to manage yourself in the face of certain things? Or do you want to change your standard and you want to move towards something else that you manage a situation? You don't have issues in your life. You don't have these ups and downs. You have a very nice, steady, lovely life because you use emotions as functionality. You don't use them as a place to reside, as a place to live. And something I will tell you that has developed for myself and other people that I've talked to about this is it's it's quite interesting how their life starts to balance out and they actually feel very deeply about things and there are moments that they have a very deep connection to people and it's rather remarkable because in the freedom from being constrained by your emotions from being hostage to your emotions 
you really have the liberty and the freedom to enjoy the emotion, to enjoy those moments. Now, on a physical side, I, I want to talk a little bit about this because I think there's something quite valuable. I think there's value to this part of the discussion with emotions. And when I was a counselor years ago, I even would offer the opportunity when, especially when I was doing crisis intervention or I was doing counseling that were that was for um, alcoholics, drug addicts, that kind of thing. And they were trying to get off, you know, drugs and they were trying to steady their life and all those kind of good things. And they'd go through, you know, the whole detox, blah, blah. So one of the things that I would encourage them to do is to get off carbohydrates. Um, easier said than done. I get it. It's tough. It's not always easy. You will have a lot of recidivism as a result. But I will tell you that carbohydrates in conjunction, now we think of our life, we think of our body holistically, right? We're not trying to compartmentalize things. We want to look at it holistically. Well, in looking at your life holistically, carbohydrates will hold on to emotions. If you have something that you're trying to work through, you're trying to get past it, you want to integrate something new, you're moving towards something healthier for yourself and away from something that is not as healthy for you, carbohydrates will not help you get there. What you need are the building blocks of the body and, and that is protein, basically. Um, and of course, you know, deciding what kinds of protein, you know, the sometimes proteins of, yeah, I can have some cheese now and then, but like not a daily diet of it because it's not good for your body. But, and folks, there's lots of research out there on this. You can, you know, look that up yourself, check it out for yourself, see if, you know, if this is worthwhile for you. But I will tell you that there is a lot of research out there about the carb cycle and when you get into a carb cycle, you get into your emotions. It feels toxic and you start misusing your emotions. You start misusing your body. So I want to encourage you to not develop your emotions as a toxicity, you know, which hold on to pain and suffering and, you know, discontent. Um, use your emotions, you know, um, not as a, a tool for sorting out reality because that's not what they do. Um, but use your emotions for signaling to you to pay attention to things. And carbohydrates, unfortunately, uh, as great as all that stuff tastes, um, you know, they are also the thing that makes it difficult for you to be able to develop your brain. Uh, to be honest, um, you know, there was there were times in our history where, you know, people ate a great amount of carbohydrate in their diet. And these are people that, you know, for lack of a better term, these people are brain damaged. And people with a damaged brain, uh, I hate to say it, but these are people that will continue to make bad choices all the time because they have no clarity to their life, they have no sense of their own internal authority, and all they're doing is mucking their world up. And, you know, some people, you know, they, they give up. Okay, listen, the freedom of your life is you get to choose your life. 
but I'm offering you some information to research on your own, test it on your own, and see if there isn't a better life. I found it for myself. I see it in other people around me that have taken this journey. And I'm telling you, it is a remarkable place to live. Next week, I want to talk a little bit about um, how people think that they are a victim of circumstances. They are not. Again, your, your body is going to go toward an experience of personal development or it is not. It's just that simple. But people are like, oh, I made mistakes. Oh, no, I didn't. No, just use the experience or not and stay undeveloped. <laughs> but the great thing is, is you have a freedom of choice. The so-called mistakes, they're really just experiences. They're giving us opportunity for personal development. Our ego gets in the way and it brings us to this area where we just become like egomaniacs and we think we're the ones that, you know, oh, I can control it all. I guarantee you that is an emotion and that emotion is a disease pattern. So if you are interested in looking at your life this way, give it a shot. You know, try it out. Just just pay attention. Give yourself a couple of days. I know that it takes a few days to get off carbohydrates. You kind of go through the withdrawal and all the rest of that shenanigans. But, you know, there are ways that you can ease into that. You can do it with intermittent fasting, and then you can move yourself to a place where you're having very little carbohydrates. Um, I've had people ask me in the past, well, you know, you, you eat some carbohydrates now and then. I do have a little here and there. But I will tell you, the majority of my diet is not having carbohydrates. My day-to-day, week-to-week, it's, it's not there. I can't function if I've got all that stuff going on inside of me. But Easter comes up or Christmas, and yeah, I want to enjoy a little bit. Or I go on vacation with friends, I enjoy a little bit. But even my body is starting to reject that at times. And it's giving that, me that message, uh, stop this now. <laughs> and believe me, I listen to it. And we are at the end of another podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hit that like button if you would. Share this with your friends and family. You never know what they might get out of this. If you'd like to subscribe, feel free to do so. You can do that on the website, link down below. My email is there. So if you have a situation that you'd like me to cover on the podcast, that would be awesome. I'd be happy to do that. Send me an email. And if you'd like to be interviewed and tell your story about accountability and responsibility, send me an email.